things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Well, welcome to Girlfriend It. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt, and I will be your host today as you and I talk about bad bosses. First of all, they belittle, they are condescending, they manipulate, they command and control. Basically, they don't spark joy, and they make it difficult to get out of bed. According to research done by Hogan and Kaiser, roughly 65% to 75% of employees believe their boss is the worst part of the job. Yikes. Destructive leaders victimize 40 to 50% of the workforce, and in doing so, this costs corporations over $25 billion. This is due to legal fees, high turnover, absenteeism, and medical claims as employees are having extreme anxiety, dealing with stress, heart attacks, and depression because they work in a toxic work environment. There are leaders who are doing things, sometimes unethical things, without any accountability. And there are several styles of bad bosses, but we are going to identify four different styles in the next two podcasts. And I want to apologize in advance because I'm going to stereotype. Uh, Because some of you are listening to this and you're like, oh, you're just you're putting them in a box. But that is what I am going to do because it helps us. Uh, figure out how to deal with these certain um, temperaments and different styles. So I'm only going to talk about four, like I said, two in this podcast and two in the next one. And today we're going to talk about number one, the campaigner or the politician, and number two, the dictator or authoritarian, egomaniac, whatever we want to call them. Uh, And next podcast, we're talking the people pleaser and the rescuer. This will, um, once again, two sessions, Bad Bosses 1 and Bad Bosses 2, because we also want to talk not only about how to identify the styles, but how do you survive these styles? If you have been living in this dysfunction, can you ever become healthy again? And side note, if you are hearing this as a boss or a leader, I hope some of the toxicity that you have, you will be able to identify and be made aware of. So please hear it with the intent of how can I grow? How can I get better? And as Patrick Lencioni says, be smart, be humble, be hungry. And I I just want to add that when I was doing some of the research and when I have been um, talking and coaching to people, I have noticed I have all of these styles. (laughs) I can pick and choose some of the things um, that I have done that has been toxic. So I have been able to um, just identify my own blind spots as well. And just over the last decade, I've been coaching individuals in the corporate realm and guiding them in discovering their dreams, their divine design, their it, and also helping them mediate through tension and conflict. And what I find fascinating is as we are trying to move forward and stay on course, we actually spend a lot of time stuck 
talking about past relationships, mainly bad ones. And I, I finally realized we are not stuck. It's just hard to move forward until you heal, until you're able to um, understand these toxic relationships and why you stayed in them for such a long time. Um, and it, it, it's as if you left seashells sea in your suitcase and they're rotting and decaying and you can't figure out what the stench is in your bedroom. <laughs> and you have to like, you're, you're over here, you know, unpacking things and figuring out what is that smell? And you have to identify the stench and get rid of it, cleaning out your inners. Then you can launch yourself forward. So now back to our Devil Wears Prada bosses. Once again, number one, the campaigner or the politician. Number two, the dictator or egomaniac. And we are going to start with the campaigner boss. And some of you have heard of this label. It's also known as the politician. And they are always right. They play favorites. They take credit for your work. And they create conflict within the team. They neglect you, and this is what's really freaky. They know your emotional triggers. And when I say campaigner, they are usually campaigning the upper leadership or those that are in their camp. Pretty much no one else. It's dysfunctional, and I have never seen anything good come out of this type of leadership. It might be good at the beginning, but through the years, things start eroding, just like those, those seashells, they start decaying. Uh, they are great at managing their boss above them, but horrific at leading the people who report directly to them that are not in their campground. So in other words, if they aren't completely for them, then you are against me and I'll have no part of that. The executive team will think, you know, projects are moving forward. Everyone is doing a great job because the campaigner likes to take the credit for the team and let the boss know all is well. The team is in good hands. They will keep the boss informed and up to speed on the projects that are being launched. All hands are on deck. We are doing amazing things. And, and they're just stroke, you know, stroking them. It's like, you're doing the amazing things. Oh my gosh, you're such a great boss. Look at all these fabulous things that, that we're doing here. And, you know, I have my hands in it. I'm involved in the day-to-day. -day. You don't need to, to take this on. And once again, they are great at public relations for their boss, but in the long term, it often ends in disaster. They are handpicking who to campaign with. So the boss starts thinking everything is running smoothly because they want to hear it from their politician. They don't need to be so involved. They become a little more absent in the daily and they, they stop building relationships with those employees below because they think everything's good to go. There is so much trust now built into this campaigner who's been petting them and stroking them and coaxing them, amplifying them on a platform, almost to the point of celebrity power. Do, do you feel the drug being injected here? It's like, why would I not believe, you know, my campaign or my politician? I'm getting fabulous support and feedback from this person. They are bewitching them. So the downfall is when your campaigner places the boss on such a platform 
the boss gets into this celebrity mindset, which has the potential to feed into narcissism. And that spiral is hard to break away from. And uh, please hear me. I'm a huge advocate of edifying team members. I believe it's important when you're introducing anyone, uh, be it from an event to a meeting to a presentation, give them credibility. But there's a huge difference of giving someone credibility and like gooey, gushing, gobbledygook. It comes across as a phony poser and everybody's radar antennas are popping out with sharp awareness. When you are actually gushing to the point that your audience is uncomfortable, uh, then it's you've, you've gone too far. So give, give your team credibility, definitely lift them up, but be aware when it just doesn't seem natural anymore or it's just, it's too much. Okay, then we're going to get into the dictator. This is the tough boss syndrome, also known as a bully. This is the biggest one that I see where it's hard for individuals to move on because they've been in an environment of fear and anxiety that has been created by the bully boss or the egomaniac. Uh, they've become accustomed to being humiliated and having their souls crushed. So feeling like you just, you can't do anything right. You actually start questioning your own value system as well as your own worth. I have literally heard people say, I don't even know who I am anymore. So just, I just want to pause there. If, if you're feeling this and you're thinking, I don't even know who I am anymore. I, I've lost my identity. I don't even know where God wants me because I just feel so beat up. Catherine Matisse Sandel, she's the president of the consulting firm Civility Partners, said there are two reasons bosses bully. The number one, they fear incompetence and have a complex around it. And number two, they lack social and emotional intelligence. They seriously just don't get it. She says they live in a world where they have to be seen as uber confident. And they're used to this world. If people see them as they're not the strong leader and, and they're, um, that, that is their identity, then they don't feel worthy themselves. So problem is management by intimidation went out in the 90s. <laughs> it's not Vogue anymore. We want bosses that are transparent, that will dialogue with us, that will empower us, and they'll give us autonomy. And, and you might be thinking right now as I'm, you know, throwing up all these words, it's like, okay, whoa, 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 Patty. I am a tough boss and I need to be. If I didn't have these high standards, if I if I didn't let my team know I want things done with excellence, then I'm just lower lowering the standard. So so the question is, is it possible to be tough and fair? And the answer is absolutely. There's a difference from healthy and toxic in the way that you you lead. So being a good tough boss means collaborating, building each other up wanting each other to be successful, but also learning how to follow. We can't lead 
And that's the problem. We teach all of these classes on leadership, all this training. Corporations are spending millions of dollars, actually billions of dollars, on how do we um, get people to lead, but we're not teaching people how to follow. And we have to follow in order to be a good leader. And following means, how can I help you? I care about you. I want you to be successful. So it might be as simple as in the morning going, how are you? And we get past that where we're so in this uber power that we're not even thinking about the individual. So having a tough boss that has high expectations, yeah, that's awesome. They can help you grow. And when a firm boss pushes you and wants you to be successful, that is great and can absolutely be done in healthy ways, especially when you know your boss genuinely cares about you, but not in ways that make employees feel humiliated to the point that you can't even speak up and you're habitually put down by the, the subtle comments. And this is when you're, you're being abused and you need to do a health check. Most likely you are being bullied and a bully has no place as a boss. They are toxic and cancerous and they are wounding people around them. They simply cannot, well, you cannot be in survival mode and, and also be creative and innovative at the same time. So in other words, if, if you're in fight, flight, or freeze mode, you, you feel as though you, you're going to be condemned from the choices you have made. Uh, you, you're in battle mode, right? You are getting um, you know blood and oxygen isn't going to your brain because you're operating out of stupid mode. It is it is being pumped into your larger muscles so you can prepare to fight or flight. And if you're in this daily, your brain is in stress and anxiety mode. You're, you're full on limbic mode and not in cognitive mode in a place where you can dream, where you can create and be innovative. So it just can't happen. You can't be in limbic mode and cognitive mode. You can't um, be stressed out and have all this anxiety and also be dreaming and creating. The two just can't be together. It's either one or the other. So ask yourself, how are you showing up? Which mode are you in? So once again, disclaimer, if if your boss is having a bad day and becomes a yeller or a screamer, that's different. Everyone has bad days at work. But the signs you need to watch out for is when the bad day turns into a bad week, turns into a bad year, and now it is debilitating you and you are full of stress and it is ruining your health. Many times your body knows before you fully do that you are not okay. Your body is responding to the emotions of feeling less than when you are being shamed daily and you're not aware of it except for the fact that you're, you're sweating profusely, your hands are cold, sometimes your hands are even shaking, uh, simply, you know, stupid comes out of your brain simply because you're, you're dealing with this and you're not even aware. You think you're okay. It's when you're being told you have autonomy to make decisions, yet you make a decision and then you get scrutinized. 
It wasn't the decision that your boss would have made. So all of a sudden you're operating out of a, a crazy dysfunctional space. And your boss says they want to have, you know, a psychologically safe place for team members to operate under. And yet you and your team members are walking on eggshells. You are continuously being judged in a critical fashion with everything you do. Side note, if your heart is racing right now while you're hearing this, just know you need to process some of this out loud. And perhaps you have the golden handcuffs on, you're getting paid a, a great income, so you become trapped in this toxic place. There's a great book by Jeffrey Pfeffer, which by the way, I love saying that name, Jeffrey Pfeffer, a professor at Stanford called Dying for a Paycheck. And he found through his research that poor management in U.S. companies was associated with 120,000 excess deaths every year. It is a huge toxic stressor when you feel that you're being treated unfairly and it's attacking your dignity. At one point in my career, uh, we had to do training and test individuals to move them into the next level. And a boss, a boss shared with a very kind invitation uh, that this particular person who was a dear friend of his will indeed move through this course um, saying, I don't care if they fail the test, they will get this job. And that person did fail the test. I had to continuously work with this individual, uh, mainly because they were not the right person for the job. Uh, but I eventually got him to pass. Um, he then moved into a position. But I, you know, you just, you beat yourself up when it is, it starts affecting your value system. And then you don't share the information because you don't want to puncture a hole in the system. Uh, you don't want to make your, your boss look bad. Uh, when you start hiding and creating these dark portals in, in your soul, wake up. When we begin operating unethically or justifying our own behavior, thinking it's for the bigger picture, and, and fearing we will lose our job, wake up. And dictators will do this. They will put their family and friends into positions. Be ready for this. And, and I don't have a problem with nepotism. I might be guilty of doing this myself someday. Uh, but we, we need to make sure the right person is, is there in that position or the job. I don't care what color or what gender or what friend, there has to be accountability in place um, or this just creates toxicity. Unless you have great communication when you're onboarding these individuals and everybody's on board. Once again, when I say accountability, someone who is truly breathing into this leader that can speak truth. All right. We've talked about two styles of bad bosses. Now let's address what can you do if you, if you have one? I'm going to offer three tips, but it is so much deeper than these tips. These are just shallow tips, basically. Uh, so feel free to contact me at pattylynnwyatt at gmail.com if you want to go through a deeper healing process. But a couple of these tips, a few of them, number one, identify the pain points. 
as I'm, I've been going through this and, and maybe some of those pain points are screaming at you right now, be able to share and process your battle scars with a trusted individual, hopefully not your spouse because you're already driving them crazy saying it over and over and over again. But try to go to somebody else who maybe can give you a different perspective, another lightning rod that once again will speak truth into you and be able to to call you on it if it's you and not them, if you're just pointing fingers at, at others. You're like in that perfect storm where everything's swirling around you and it's everybody else's fault. So identify the pain point. Share and process um, with a trusted individual. And this will help you realize you are not as crazy as you feel. The, the abuse you've been going through is real pain. Evaluate it uh, if it's worth staying in this job. So number two, purge the horrible feelings. Journal, scream, whatever it takes to rid yourself of these feelings. Feelings of unworthiness and inadequacies, they are exhausting and non-productive. They will plug or clog any attempts you have to move forward in achieving your, your goals in life. So purge them. Get rid of these horrible feelings. Most likely, it's a negative narrative that you're playing in your head, and it, it, it's, it's not the truth. Okay. Number three, start an action plan to take baby steps in moving towards the bigger picture of your divine design. Uh, and this might mean you need to resign. You need to get out. Once you start writing this down, once you've been sharing and then you're purging and now you're taking an action plan, it might mean resigning and getting out. Well, with that, like I said before, we were only going to touch on two different styles, the campaigner and the dictator. We were going to talk about some tips on how you can maybe go through uh, the healing process by identifying the pain points, purging the horrible feelings. And then number three, get on an action plan. Uh, seek somebody else out to um, move towards the bigger picture of your divine design. So it has been an honor to chat with you today. Once again, you were created by him for him. I encourage you to tap into your divine design. And if you're not already a part of this community, I invite you to subscribe. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.